0: Hey, everybody, this is Terrell Cummings. This is season two, episode 17 of the Always Relevant Podcast. And today, Dane and myself will be discussing and celebrating the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Super Bowl. Uh, we're excited about that. We hope that everybody else that's listening to the podcast is just as excited as I am. I'm not sure Dane is, but we'll find out about that. Uh, but we'll also be talking about uh, having a uh, mix up of Lee. We'll be uh, discussing cryptocurrency. Uh, we will be going over the, the games of the NFL playoffs with the AFC and NFC Championship games. And then, as always, we'll finish it up with um, our rapid-fire segment and then get real with Dane and then Mr. Uh, Moe So we're looking forward to it. We hope you are, too. Um, and here we go. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, we are back. This is Season 2, Episode 17 of the Always Relevant Podcast. As always, I'm here, Terrell Cummings, as a, your host, also hosting the show, Dane Demayo. Dane, what's going on, dude?
1: Oh, it's been a horrible weekend, but we'll get into that. I'm doing as good as I can do. What's going on? i oh, man,
0: doing all right. Still tired from celebrating yesterday. The Bengals going to the AFC championship, championship game, or winning the AFC championship game, going to the Super Bowl. It's been a long time since 1989. We are hiking the city of Cincinnati. We'll talk about it in a little bit, though. I don't know. I can't convey my excitement um, the way I want to. Either way. We're super excited, Ryan, but, you know, that's how it goes. We, we'll get into that here in a little bit. So, we'll talk about it within the next segment, how are you and how are you really? Overall, I'm fine. How am I really? I'm hyped. was going to Super Bowl, already touched on it a little bit. I was a little tired, because I still got up, started doing stuff for work and everything. I woke up late, though, so I had to rush around, get the kids ready, help them help, help Lenny, get them ready to go to the center. McCain breakfast, is getting ready to go to school, just off the normal schedule. But it's for good reason, because like I said before, Bengals going to Super Bowl, I'm hyped. And everything else just wiped away because of that. So I'm good. Dane, how are you? How are you? Really?
1: I'm terrible, man. Like, I used to like football. and I just can't. I mean, it just – the Browns just suck the life out of you. And then it even gets worse. We got OBJ in the Super Bowl. We got the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm so distraught. I'm so done with football, right? This is how I feel right now. This is the feeling of a lot of Browns fans out there. I was trying to think of a sports hat. I wore an old school high school hat. I got my 96 Pac-7 championship hat on. I got a rubber bowl t-shirt on. The good old rubber bowl was wrecked in 2018. New, new, uh, new shirt out from Cleveland Com- uh, Clothing Company. I appreciate the uh, love for Akron with the Akron collection, man. I love it. I love the rubber bull shirt, bringing back the history of the worst AstroTurf that ever existed on this planet. I'm surprised (laughs) no one died on it. How am I really? I'm just as bad as I just told you. Maybe worse. And then you got Johnny Manziel talking stuff just to top it all off, how he hates Cleveland again. Why is this guy still around? Who, why can't someone uh, bar him from Twitter? We're always barring people from Twitter. Why do we take Johnny Manziel off of Twitter? Why is he allowed still on Twitter? Do you know why yeah, he's he, on Twitter?
0: Because Johnny, because Johnny Manziel has the top five football nickname ever, Johnny Football. Can't take it away from him. Great nickname. He can pretty much say what he wants because he's always entertaining. He's always, he's always. I think, it's, always Johnny, I think it's actually Johnny mm, Football, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is that. But you know, we're trying to keep things. If, Fairly clean on this show. But, yeah, what is called Johnny Football?
1: Yeah. I'm I'm fired up today, so that's pretty much how it
0: goes here. I got you. No, I understand. The life of the Browns fan is definitely tough. Definitely tough. So, mix up with Lee. We haven't got a beverage from Lee yet. We're supposed to be getting beverages and videos of him making beverages. Hasn't happened yet. Lee, we need you, man. We need your professionalism. We need your, I don't know, your background. We need your skills, your mixology skills. We need
1: you. But until then, why Because about. What you're about to say, you're gonna find out how bad we need Lee. Tell us what right. our drink of the week is.
0: That's right. This is the reason why we need Lee. Hundred percent. The week of the drink of the week this week are bombs. Jaeger <laughs> bombs. Cherry yes. bombs. Yes. Black and blue bombs. Yes. Bombs. Yes. We'll say carbons. We'll talk about that later because we have like a whole different segment we can talk about as far as that and the history of us and, and carbons. Bringing back in the early 90s. 2000s, late 90s, man. I love That's it. right. That's right. Bringing it back. Super easy to make. You take your normal Red Bull, how we do it, normal Red Bull, not diet Red Bull, not light Red Bull. You put it into a glass, pour it in, take a shot of Jaeger, maybe a shot and a half. You can either pour it in, but our technique, pick cup, drop it in, take it to the face, bomb.
1: So what you guys did? Right, right? We didn't have all this flavored stuff. The only flavor no. of vodka back then was vodka. Man, you drop it right in that Red Bull and you tip it back. That's
0: right. So cherry bomb, you could find some cherry. You could find cherry vodka somewhere. If not, pour the Red Bull in the glass. Pour your shot of vodka. You drop it in. Bomb. All right. Holy bomb. Same thing as Egger bomb. It's just <laughs> way bigger. All right. So you find like a, a chalice. You pour it in there. Probably like two things of Red Bull. Take a few shots of of, uh, of Jaeger, you drop it in, take it to the face, bomb. That's how it is. So, Lee, we need you back. If not, we're gonna talk about drinks like any kind of bomb, gin and tonics that everybody loves, which they don't, but me and Dane do. What? So cool and lines. We're gonna bring back oh, go lines. Yes. That's, that's what we're gonna bring back. So Lee, we need you. This is our call out to you, our resonant mythologist, resonant genius. Help us out, man. So we'll get you, you'll get us the video, you get us a drink from next week. And we look for we look forward to kicking off February with a way better drink. But until then, doing the modern dane style bombs. Period. I think everybody just realized this isn't how we
1: make our living, is with drinks.
0: No, no, it's not. And uh we don't claim to. Like I said, Lee is the, the resident exologist. He's the one that can make all the great drinks that you need. It does not matter, he'll bring to the table. So Next segment, we have restaurants of the week. Dane, did you go to any restaurants this week that was up? No, oh,
1: man, I was too busy all week. Uh, obviously, after the steak dinner we had uh, on Sunday, I just haven't been able to get to one. Uh, <clears throat> what I'm going to shout out is my go to, Wawa. It's basically like Sheets, East Coast company, started in Maryland, right? Made to order food, nothing fried, but they got cheese steaks, they got burgers, they got baked fries. And my favorite is the 10-inch breakfast sub where I put scrambled eggs, sausage, jalapenos, ketchup, make it your way. That's how (laughs) I like my breakfast sub. Every Sunday morning I get one of them because it's Get Big 2022. That's right. I'm living big. Get Big 2022. I like a hashtag Get Big 2022. It's on
0: board. I'm on board. But that's me. What about you? Let's uh, see, so the place we went to, we didn't really, we didn't go out to eat anywhere either, but I will say Elaine and I were out on Saturday night, and we went to a place called Sneaky Pete's, and we decided to get a load of cheese fry. so everything you said about not having fried food, whatever this place is, not that place, this place has all fried food, nothing healthy, nothing, no redeeming qualities about it, we're like, all right, let's go ahead and get something, because we haven't eaten all day, so might as well go ahead and go with the load of cheese fries, so I had fries, sour cream, cheese, chives, bacon bits i said no healthy redeeming quality about it but it was solid and i'll give it props and i'll eat it again so that's what i'm saying there hopefully the next few weeks go to a better restaurant um i guess we did go to Chili's the other day i do recommend the um the um i think it's like a some kind of mexican it's some some kind of bowl that they have um it's like a chicken or it's like a chicken mexican bowl either way It was solid. a little spicy. People don't care for spicy food. The rice and black bean combo is is a little bit spicy. So if I did go to an actual restaurant, I guess it was Chili's, but I stick with Sneaky Pete's loaded cheese fries.
1: (laughs) I had a boss back in the day that used to, every time he flew into my facility, we had to go to Chili's. I think I ate at Chili's, you know, I don't know how many times in the early (laughs) 2010 to 2012 or whatever. Uh, Chili's I think was the official restaurant of our business. It's, it's a step up from Applebee's. Eh,
0: you can debate that. Maybe another time. Maybe another time. Maybe another time. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about that. All right. So first segment of the show, or I guess first episode of the show, we got cryptocurrency. Dave, I know you're a cryptocurrency uh, genius. So what are your thoughts? Cryptocurrency. Where are we going with this?
1: Well, my first thought is it's relevant to today, right? That's so true. we got to talk about this, right? There's a lot of money getting thrown around. I don't know, you know, about anything, right? right. So we got to talk through this today. So it's basically, a, it is a tradable digital asset or digital form of money that that's the definition. So it's digital money. Okay. okay. So then we know there's all these different coins, right? And it's traded 24 hours a day. It's the wild, wild rest. It's not regulated by the stock market. It's where rich people go to drive up the price of coins and then hmm. all commoners buy coins and then they sell it off and leave us all with nothing. That's kind of what I've been seeing happen a lot with these coins. But with the stock market down in the dumps, the S&Ps at its lowest since 2016 to start the year, it's been a mess, right? We decide yep. we're going to talk about this coin madness a little bit. So... <laughs> um, Coinbase is the big, big site to trade on, right? Super expensive per trade. Uh, So not only are you paying, you know, a crazy price to buy a coin, right? You also got to hope that coin goes up and you got to hope it goes up. And because it just like stocks in a way, they're just like stocks. stocks, you don't own part of the company. It's not even a piece of paper, right? You're just giving them money to make you more money. And if they go down, tough, tough stuff, right? Right. So, same thing kind of with the coins, only the coins ain't even a company. Coins is strictly based off, not based off any results, not producing any results. It's basically, in a lot of ways, people buying it, and they want, and they're saying they want it, and it drives the price up, right? And like I said, this is (laughs) two people talking through this. We don't know nothing. Not a thing. Hit us up and let us know. But here's what we are learning about coins, right? So Kim Kardashian, Floyd Mayweather, and I think it's Paul Pierce are getting sued by tons of people right now because they were pushing a coin, right? They bought a bunch of it cheap. They drove the price up, got all their followers to buy it and then screwed their own followers by selling it off and driving the price. Right.
0: They don't care about you. They don't care about us, the people. They don't care. They're about making money and yeah. whatever it takes to make the money and whatever. They'll step on their people. You shouldn't be fans of them. You shouldn't believe in them. Come on now. They don't care about you. But they have their followers, or diehard followers, and they're going to fall into the grave. And they're about to be financially in the grave because they followed them in this,
1: in this venture. They were well, wrong. Mayweather's the biggest con artist ever. He actually makes it look like they're real boxing matches sometimes. and You know what I mean? What a <laughs> joke. So the dude walks around with a million-dollar duffel bag. Then he goes and screws everybody with some coins. Now they're in court it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Right. Because what do you do? Like, what's the lawsuit? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? I, it's the wild, wild West, right? That'd be like going in the 1800s and saying someone stole your wallet in Tombstone, Arizona. Who right. cares? Ain't nobody yeah. going to do nothing about it.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that the celebrity is going to lose the lawsuit. They're of course going to be like, well, you shouldn't invest in that. That's your own fault you're following them. So that's just, that's stupid. Yeah. Do your I'm, own research and don't just buy just because someone says so. Like, it's, it's to me doing the research is still hard because you don't know what's what's legit and what's not. You don't know what's going to take off and what's not and it's too tough because the cryptocurrency, the bitcoins and all them out there is too volatile right now to even try to invest in. You, if you invest in it, be in it for the long haul and hope that the, the coins that you invest in or the currency you invest in is the right one in the end when, when they actually when it, it does really blow up even more than what it already is.
1: Well, yeah, and like you said, one of the things I don't like about it is, is it's 24-7 trading, right? right? So while you're sleeping, say you go to sleep for six hours, you could be wiped out before you even know what hell what, what's even going on, right? right? So rich people have people paying paying them to follow this stuff, right? To take care of this stuff for them, right? So here's another one reason we want to caution everybody on the coin business. Now, mean coins is another dumb thing that's a that's that's People are getting rich on so yep. squid games, right? The great Netflix series. I highly recommend you watch it. It's great. Anyway, they created a squid games mean coin, right? These people, we don't even know who they are right. online and they swindled people of $3.2 million and it shut it down and took off. No one knows who knows who they are. They're probably in Eastern Europe somewhere, hanging out in Ibiza or whatever right now, drinking margaritas on you because you thought it was cute to put a bunch of money into a coin because it was called Squid Games coin. They
0: it's, appreciate the donation.
1: Yeah, thanks for your donation, making Eastern Europeans and the shady Eastern Europeans rich. So then, so crypto's taken a beating lately, right? Right. I could not believe it when I found out Kazakhstan. Is the second biggest mining com- crypto mining country in the world besides the United States, right? So they had chaos right recently, and a lot of uprisings and stuff like that that caused internet outages and everything, and uh, caused the coins to go down. So this is how crazy it is, right? I think everybody can say, okay, Bitcoin's legit right now. We got athletes getting paid for it right now. Right. A Bitcoin today, today. Is worth 971.70, nine seventy one seventy. All right, seventy cents. Got to throw that in there. Its high was sixty eight k. Right, right. So somebody lost some lost some money. Our boy OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. took his salary in Bitcoin, and it was seven hundred fifty thousand. So basically, he ended up getting four hundred thousand because the Bitcoin collapsed right after he got paid. I Think he's gonna get a sixty-five thousand dollar bonus for getting to the Super Bowl, and it's gonna be in Bitcoin. So basically, he just lost his ass, and I love every minute of it. I hope everybody takes Bitcoin out there
0: for the, the thing rounds. is though it, it can go back up, it could go back up just as quick as it went down, though. So I mean, yeah, he lost it right now, but in a few months he could double it back up. It's, yeah. like, it's so volatile right now, it's it's hard to say, like what's good to invest and what's not. So he invests in it. in if I was him, I just like, I'm not gonna worry about it right now. I'll look at it next year. And I hope that it.
1: stuff totally tanks. I hope Bitcoin goes to 10 cents. Cause he owns it. Then we got, <laughs> you know, you got Ethereum, you got Dogecoin, which, you know, Musk was doing Ethereum. Got, uh, Cuban was letting you buy Dallas Mavericks gear on his site. With, yep. Uh, Dogecoin. It's nobody wants anybody. Everybody's football down there. And then, uh what else we got? Just all this craziness, right? Like, what's going on here? What,
0: what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the future. I feel like it's gonna be the future. I know you say you don't want it to be the future, but I do feel like that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is gonna be the future. Um, you know, learning the blockchain and how, how it all works and everything, it's coming. It's 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 still the wild, wild west right now. I don't know how it can really be regulated at this
1: point in time. So but- it's actually banned now in China. You're not even allowed to crypto mine in China. And, that's not problem. Uh, China has created its own cryptocurrency, and that's the only one you're allowed to have, right? Oh yeah, they have full control. Full control. So let's get into mining real quick, because when you yeah. think of mining, you're thinking of people down there banging with some pitchforks down there in the yeah. uh, underground, whatever. Mining is the competitive process that verifies and adds new transaction to the blockchain. For a cryptocurrency to use POW proof of work method, does that mean anything to you?
0: I think basically they have to go in and they have to hack the the blockchain to prove yes. that to prove ownership, to prove the most recent ownership of whatever is being purchased with the cryptocurrency. So I could be wrong in that, but I'm pretty sure it's what it is. So. so yeah, that, that was the really dumbed down definition. Right? Dumb down.
1: That, <laughs> and that's what we're doing. We're trying to dumb our way through this, right? That's right. So you got the coins mining, right? So what you have is you have all these rich people and they can pay people to watch this stuff around the clock for them. Right. Buy this, buy this. So when one person like Elon Musk goes on Twitter and says, well, I'm going to sell this, I'm going to sell, Iba, uh, what was that, Iba Shibu or something, uh, yeah. meme stock something like that (laughs) he's gonna go out there and sell all this stock right like i mean sell all this you know shiba inu or whatever buy it or you know and then everybody buys it and then what someone like him does is after everybody buys it and the price goes up while everybody's Mm -hmm. sleeping his accountant sells it off and everybody's screwed right you got all these coins there's so many different coins right now mean coin crypto coin whatever coin and everybody's getting ripped off, just ripping off the commoners. So here's our warning, right? Know yeah. what you're doing. If you can have somebody do it for you, if you want to do it, you probably kind of like the stock market. I don't see a whole lot of people invest on their own that actually do really well. Let's right. just be real, right? That's why there's 401ks. You're prof- professionals are supposed to be dealing your money, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you can do it, great. But trading is a full-time job. So now you have trading. Now you have cryptocurrency and now cryptocurrency is a 24 hour job. Right. Right. Trade, You know, so, hey, we're just out there. What do we always say? We're all about protecting your money, letting you know what's going on, all about the money. Be smart with your money. Watch out for the stuff because we're about to get into another section of madness here in a second. That's right. Yeah. If
0: you're going to do it, definitely study up. I've studied a little bit on it, but. Not as much to talk about as much I've talked about on this show just now. I've probably discussed it too much, way more than what my um, capacity is right now. So I see stuff a lot more on it. But yeah, we're about to get into this other the other part of I won't say other part of it, but another aspect of you know the blockchain and
1: cryptocurrency and what's coming next. NFTs. Dane, what are NFTs? So an NFT is a non-fungible token. <laughs> I didn't know I actually looked up the actual. Term like what is NFT? I knew what they were. They're like digital items that you know, right? And buy and have ownership of. But it actually stands for non-fungible token. Fungible. Is a definition of fungible? I don't know. That's a fun word, though. Yeah,
0: but, we should have looked it up for the before the yeah, show started. We we'll we'll probably up. get an actual definition for you guys here, here shortly. Yeah. Go so ahead.
1: it's a non-fungible token. The most expensive one ever bought was for sixty-nine point three million dollars. A work of art by a forty-one year old named Mike. Winkleman, who's known as Beeple, B-E-P-L-E. Huh. What is a Beeple? Where do you don't get know. that? Don't know. I don't know, but he's super rich. So he can, he can call himself whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, super rich apparently has a following. So. so NFTs is like the big thing right now. So video game people have an unfair advantage, right? We're right. literally in the era of demolition, man. Stallone is the true prophet, right? <laughs> this is the era we're living in, right? So I was looking at some t- uh, NFTs, you know, a world's first list of some of the craziest, the most expensive NFTs. Right. The first one that came up was Flying War Babies, sold for $5.8 million. It is mm-hmm. War Babies guard Mars and are surrounded by an apocalyptic backdrop. The 10 digital artwork sold for NFT sold as NFTs within 20 minutes for 5.8 million dollars. So it sounds like some kind of renaissance digital painting type thing that sold for 5.8 million dollars. Well, now, how does that keep its value? Somebody else wants to have to buy it for 5.8 million dollars. There's right? got to be demand to keep that price that high. Yeah. Um, so Digital toilet paper with flowers on it sold for four thousand one hundred dollars. See, how does that work? Digital toilet paper. How are you digital? Why you spend four
0: thousand one
1: hundred on it?
0: Right. I don't know. Like that's something like maybe just rich folk have they just want to have you know digital toilet paper flower on it. I don't I have no idea as far as it, that. I don't know how it's usable.
1: Yeah, and the most sold NFTs looks like Crypto Punk. I don't know what the hell that is. I was trying to figure it out for the show, but anybody tell us what Crypto Punk is would appreciate it.
0: Yep. Please write us. Let us know. Uh, here's
1: one of my favorites right here: NFT, the world's first digital perfume sold for eighteen thousand dollars. Still, do you know buy how digital you perfume?
0: I don't know. Apparently, you can. Someone's already done it for eighteen thousand. Like,
1: smell like blockchain? Like what does that mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Hey, for everybody out there, fungible definition: fungible is being something such as money or commodity or of such a nature that one part or quantity may be replaced by another equal part or quantity in paying a debt or settling an account. So basically non-fungible means the opposite, meaning that it can't be replaced. Is fungible
1: less. a new word? I don't think I've ever heard the word fungible. Before. I
0: think it's always been out there. It's just not really been used in normal conversation. That's why everyone's like non-fungible. Like what's that? Yeah, I what's fungible? Fungible? Is that what, I what is a non-fungible hey, topic? It- Dane and I are both college graduates, and I've never heard of the term fungible in my life. until yeah. non fungible. So, I don't know. I'm not saying I know every word that's in the dictionary, but usually, at least, hear some words every once in a while, unless there's something like, you know, absolutely crazy. But well, yeah, one of my know. majors
1: is humanities classics. So, you know, I've done my fair share of reading, and right. all these books in my office right here, they probably can't find the word fungible in a single one of them. <laughs> so right? true. So I got, you can't see it in my video, but the office has a bunch of bookshelves, so all kinds of different stuff. There is no fungible in any of these books. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I don't know. So, everybody, hopefully, some of our listeners, like I said, get out there on Facebook, hit us up, always relevant or whatever, and or hit me me up at, you know, at Franchise 1122 on Twitter, hit Dane up at D Mayo, hit us up, let us know your thoughts on. Fungible, non-fungible, NFTs, whatever, like cryptocurrency. We want to get educated. We want to know more about yes. it and discuss this more because we believe that it's coming. And want to get rich. Send me some tips. That's right. Send, some, Send tips. some tips. Hopefully, That's you're trustworthy. Love. You better be trustworthy. That's all I got to say. Yeah, all man. All especially, hey,
1: with the way that S&P and NASDAQ's going right now, I need some tips. I need tips on some of this stuff. Hey, now, hey now's the time
0: because when it starts
1: bottoming out,
0: now's man. the time.
1: Now's the time to buy so yes. here's another one right a digital stick for a dog stole for one thousand two hundred, known as twig <laughs> i mean what the
0: thing is like where does the demand for that come from i know there's a lot of dog lovers out there and maybe they're digital dog
1: lovers too i don't know but so here, here, yeah here's another good one right emily ritta jonathan Wowski or whatever, you know, the, the Blurred Lines girl, right? For yes. Yeah. Everybody Emily she thinks that. So, Right? She bought herself back for $175,000. She bought a digital version of herself for $175,000 and then auctioned it off. <laughs> did, she, did she at least make money off of it? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, uh, uh, yeah. And then my favorite of all of them is a fart symphony on the blockchain sold for 85 us dollars a fart
0: a sym- fart symphony all right so who's performing the symphony that's all i want to know like how special are these parts
1: it's been considered a masterpiece,
0: fart a symphony. masterpiece. That's a, where's our
1: world what's the world coming to a fart symphony is a masterpiece the brooklyn-based film director alex ramirez malice is making money off farts The 36 year old has been recording the sounds of his flagellants and that of his friends since March 2020. A year later, he compiled the flatulent sounds into a 52-minute symphony. It sold for $85. I mean, let's keep it real, though. I mean,
0: for the fact that he he could do this and make it happen and turn into a symphony, I'll throw in quotes, a symphony. I got to hear this. If it's actually a symphony. I mean, that's low-key impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first Twitter tweet on Twitter sold for $2.9 million. So I guess this would be kind of like getting a first copy of the Declaration of Independence or the Bible or something, right? Right. Uh, A first tweet. This person now owns the digital property. So the first tweet for $2.9 million. I mean, that's something to think about, though. Yeah.
0: Whoever decided to make that digital, digital copy, was it a digital copy of the first tweet? Is that what it
1: was? Yeah. So smoke now you, someone bought NFT cannabis plants for $1. <laughs> How do you smoke an NFT cannabis plant? I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. You can but, get your own color. You can, uh someone bought their own color for a hundred dollars. Uh, a tennis uh, player auctioned off her own arm for 5,000 us dollars. Creation tennis player. Oleksandra Olenkova, 20, she digitalizes her own body and sells it. Mm. Her arm sold for $5,000.
0: I mean, like I said, there's a following out there. So that's what I, I was thinking. As far as NFTs, I think I told you this before the show. Like I was debating because, you know, my son, Kate, and he's seven, he's a pretty good athlete as of right now as a kid. I think in the future, I'll be honest, I could picture him going to play football or baseball or some kind of sport in college. So it's like, all right, do we like take videos and do these things now? Like create NFTs now, right? For him in the future. So if he does make it big and gain a following and all that people start buying his NFTs in the future, and then he's going to get the money or he's going to get the residuals or he's going to get the, I can't think of the term right now that I'm I'm thinking about, but he's going to get the kickbacks from each time that those, those NFTs are purchased down the line in the future for life because he's going to, he's going to be the original owner of them. So that's what I was thinking. Like, sorry, really like, Yeah, this is, you know, Caden Cummings. Yeah. Current college athlete or whatever, but this is NFTs one of five back when he was seven years old playing football or playing baseball
1: or whatever. And maybe and you then, can even piece it out now and sell it by body part per every year.
0: So seven
1: that, years old, you can buy his right leg. I mean,
0: that's probably true. You probably could do that. And it's just, you know, way to extra money, you know, extra monetizing or whatever, however I want to word it. I can't talk today and I apologize. But either way, that's what I'm thinking in my head as far as doing that. It's just an additional revenue string for him coming in where he doesn't have to do anything. It's just, it's coming, it's already started, it's happening. We've already started this for him on his behalf. And I don't know about the other kids because so I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know are good at. Uh, what they're good at yet, they're still too young. But for him, I can tell he's super-coordinated, super-athletic kid. This is a possibility of him at least going to college and playing sports. Um, and I'm not going to force anything on him. I probably won't say anything to him about it until he gets older. There's a, okay, here's what we have. Here's the possibility, you know. It's all going to come back to you if you have a following or whatever. And, you know, we'll see what happens when the time comes. But that's just where I've been kicking around in my head as far as NFTs and utilizing it in a positive way. Um, like I say, it gives me a way of generating income in the future, so that's just me yeah, trying to think how to utilize it,
1: dude. If you're having a kid now, you should have an NFT for the doctor who had it, the blanket it was in, the umbilical cord, the mother. The whole deal should have NFTs. That's true. The hey, whole process, i have been getting them all digitalized, getting pictures of all of them, getting them digitalized. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. Non fungible tokens, go get them. It's now, coming, it's coming. I don't, Now, can you hire investors to manage your NFTs, too, kind of like coins and stocks? and I think so, but I
0: don't know how many. I know, like, financial advisors, they're learning more and more about about these, where they can handle it, where it's a part of their, like, you know, they can handle your portfolio for um, cryptocurrency, just like they do for your stocks and bonds and everything else. So I think, overall, they will be kind of like the people to go to, but I know that they're all still... Learning the whole system and the whole, whole process and everything. So, I don't think it's anything official yet, but I do know that it's on the radar as far as. Yeah. So, out.
1: I know we're both on LinkedIn. How many times do you get hit up wanting to connect cryptocurrency trader? Or oh, yeah, for sure. Something like, you know, I mean, how do you trust who any of these people are? They're probably all sitting over there in Kakistan trying to take your money. I don't even know who you're talking to, who to even talk right. to. I don't know how you can judge who you talk to as of right now. Yeah, that's a lot of trust. Yeah,
0: I'm doing that. Like, like nowadays, I need see
1: some stats. You need, need an investor that can handle wills, annuities, uh, IRAs, stocks.
0: And your crypto wallet.
1: From your 401k. <laughs> real estate investments now, because obviously you can invest in stock and real estate now, which I think is a smart move. Right. Uh, one of the few things I think that's good, because old property can only go up, right? Now you got Coins. Now you got uh, the NFTs and the coins trading. I can see myself on the phone with dude right now, at like 2 a.m. Yo, man, wake up! The coins are blowing up, dude. What's going on? Right,
0: because normally in the stock market they only do it during you know bankers' hours, like what is it, nine to four or whatever oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. That's the that's the only time the trading is happening. So that's the difference. You see the craziness is happening on the New York Stock Exchange floor. Think about this: all the craziness happening 24 hours a day all over the world, constantly.
1: So you I know, think that it. this is already happening with a lot of investment firms or something. But yeah. if you're going to trust somebody you need and you want to be in all of that stuff with your money, you almost got to have someone who, uh, you got to get with an organization, not even that's one ded-
0: that's, that's dedicated to 24/7. it.
1: seven. I want you looking at coins Sunday through Saturday night, yep. all night long. I want people looking at them coins going up and down. So it's almost smart to do it with an investor. All these people trying to do all this stuff themselves, especially if you're not like super rich, just be careful, right? Things change on you quick.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right, we've talked about cryptocurrency for a minute. Guess what we really need to talk about? NFL football playoffs, the championship weekend, AFC championship, NFC championship. Let's talk about these Bengals. Who they? Dane, what do you got? What do you bring to the table, uh, staff wise? I you don't really to want to enjoy. talk about it, but. Yeah, you do. It. Come on. Jump <laughs> on the bandwagon. I sent I'm you. am a certified hater. I already
1: told you this. I so sent you
0: the sheet through Twitter. It was the great bandwagon application. Everything was checked off as for as the boxes. have said to fill in your name, send it back. You could have been an
1: honorary Day fan. No. We're the Bengals. No. Come on. Go you know I get. Reasons. Just before we get into the details and stuff, I get mad on Twitter. When there's Browns fans, oh, I'm rooting for Buffalo. They're our cousin. No, they're not. I hate Buffalo. Why are we rooting for Buffalo? No one cares about New York. Everybody hates New York. Then you got uh, all these, oh, good for Cincinnati. No, not good for Cincinnati. I'm a certified hater. This should have been our year. I you out, it's my year, right? I'm supposed to be watching the Browns in the Super Bowl this year. I was cheated this year by Stefanski and Andrew Barry selling me on some garbage, and I bought it, and I should know better. Anyway, on to the Bengals. So the Bengals win 27 <laughs> 24. All right, on the Chiefs. Burrow 23 of 38, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And then the shocking number is only one sack, but obviously the Chiefs' defense isn't near as good as Tennessee's. Hey, there was
0: one play, though, where the defense allows to come after him. He got out of the tackle. He's running. Oh, it's crazy. He had a press look behind him. Seeing dudes was going to go over his ankles. He started high-step, and who thinks the high-step when they're running? Did that high-step out of the tackle and ran for the first down. Like, I was telling someone else that he just has crazy football awareness. A lot of guys playing football, they play with tunnel vision, they're not aware of anything around them. They see, like, just like was right here, and that's it. He is aware of what's going on around him all the time. That's something that can't be taught. either have it or you don't, and he completely has it. And he has to because his offensive line is completely suspect.
1: (laughs) The running game was a little iffy early, but Mixon started to take over late, particularly in overtime, and ended up with 88 yards on 21 rushes. Yeah. Uh, Chase had 54 yards, but he had a, you know, awesome touchdown catch in the end zone. That's what happens when you try to guard that dude. One-on-one Higgins came to ball 103 yards, but I want the biggest shout out needs to go to the Cincinnati defense and the adjustments made at halftime. Showed so up. Game, I text you guys in our group that said, this game is over.
0: Yeah. Higgins. you spoke too early. You know, Cincinnati's second half team, come on, man.
1: Yeah. But you know what? Uh, Real quick on the Chiefs, where you get detail in the Bengals, the arrogance of the Chiefs kind of caught up with them because they thought they could get that touchdown at the end. Mahomes played like playoff Aaron Rodgers, right? With big yep. time choke job, right? A lot of it had to do with Cincinnati's defense all day. Hubbard was awesome, spying him on that one play late. Yeah. Uh, when the Chiefs won the toss in overtime, you're still probably thinking as a Bengals fan, like, oh, you know what? And uh, the defense just balled out. And the reason – I think the reason – and Cincinnati beat them in regular season, right? Yep. Cincinnati is athletic all across the board. And what I think that does is that kind of neutralizes a lot of what the Chiefs like to do with mismatches, right? right. Now, Kelsey had a day. He had 10 receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown to Cleveland boy. He's he's kind of a mismatch for everybody. He's hard to deal with. Now, you got to hear from
0: Elena – Oh, man. Hey, Terrell, I'm sorry, but he's hot. I'm like, go talk Travis to him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she's all about her. Some Travis Kelsey, man, for real. Yeah, well, Travis my, Kelsey, hey, he's living hey, life. He yeah. is. He is, for sure. Hey, give him props.
1: Yeah, and he's a baller. Uh, Tyreek Hill was really kind of held in check. I mean, seven receptions, 78 yards. He did have the one touchdown early, right? Yep, yep. Uh, Mahomes, you know, you look at his numbers, not too bad. 26 to 39, 275, three touchdowns, but he threw two picks. Both were terrible. The one was just yeah. terrible, right? And he was sacked four times because he was – I think a lot of a lot of those sacks were on Mahomes, too. He just holding the, like, yeah, hold the ball. I because, like, yeah, he held the ball. I think he was – in the second half, he was trying to do too much,
0: trying to make big plays. Like, two of those sacks, like, were one where he fumbled, but he got it back, or his offensive lineman got it back. I'm like, dude, just throw it away. Like, he's running around backwards, running like old school Archie Manning or something like that. I'm like, dude. Throw the ball away, like what are you doing? Like it's second down, like he just he. I think I, I think he was trying to win the game, put too much on the shoulders, got outside of himself. Like don't worry, he has to do some things.
1: But he once he got that pressure, like. You know what's funny? You brought up a good point because he was he was making that mistake early in the season when the Chiefs got off for, to a slow start. He played right. like he did at the beginning of the year, trying to do too much, not letting the plays come to him. Not taking these, not, not
0: taking the short stuff. He was trying to throw deep and everything,
1: and they were sitting back and they were
0: covering it, and they weren't. It wasn't open.
1: The Bengals did a great job of containing him too, not letting him go run around, do what he did. Like you know, they were spying him, which I don't know why more teams in the NFL aren't spying these quarterbacks. It's just mind boggling to me that we're not spying people like they do in high school and college, right? Right. Uh, but you know, uh, he was terrible. Quite honestly, Mahomes in the second half and overtime was terrible. Like rarely, when the Chiefs have lost in the playoffs in the past, it usually wasn't because of him, right? Well, they lost because of him. I mean, he played terrible. Burroughs was the better quarterback, even though the stats aren't quite as high. Right. He was the better guy. He ran for two first downs. We like the one you just Watch. right in a row. That drive was huge, right? Yep. That's just dude making a play. Uh I thought oh, the Bengals God. were going to seal that game when Hubbard tackled um, Mahomes, made that kicker kick a 44-yard field yeah. goal. I was like, hey, on. I'm
0: like, this is not for sure. Like, this yeah. is a serious field goal right here. Like, hey, I give him props. Usually my mom always says, I'm yelling at kickers, but you have one job. Like, I know it sucks. It's a lot of pressure, but you're an NFL kicker. You have one job. Don't screw it yeah.
1: up. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> the, but think about the uh, mental aspect of it. The Chiefs kicker sitting here thinking he's going to kick a chip shot, and then your quarterback goes and gets sacked yeah. for 30 and last. a thirty-yard 45, 50 fifty-yard field goal. He <laughs> fumbled the ball, and lucky his lineman jumped on it. I mean, you know what? Mahomes is great. This is no knock on him. He's young. He's already won a Super Bowl, but he was bad, and he was bad twice against the Bengals. In actuality, and uh, maybe they got his number a little bit.
0: In the second half, yeah, they Bengals adjusted. Like, and I thought in the first half they tried to go for the touchdown. I thought they should have taken the points because they were taking the points. I mean, it was already a two score game, but they required the Bengals to at least score two touchdowns to catch up.
1: Yeah, when it got down to like you said, when it got down to five seconds, I was okay, possibly doing a super quick pass or something. Throw it in the flats on the goal line—that was crazy. That's tough, and it was a good tackle by. Oh
0: he's yeah, guy. I can't stand Eli Apple, but it was a great he's tackle. Balling. Yeah, he's balling. I'll give him props. Can't stand him. His mom gets my nerves on Twitter. Either way, he showed up. He made a great tackle on the goal line. I gotta give him props for he it. He
1: dropped a sure interception too. That too. Yeah, yeah, that was, but I mean he's balling. He's playing up to his uh first round status because I believe he was a high first round. He
0: was high first round in New York. Yeah. I think probably living in New York wasn't a good thing for him either.
1: Well, I didn't work out in New Orleans either, but uh, he's he's kind of had a resurgence here. And just uh, see his tweet I sent you out; he's come in screaming like a banshee.
0: Yep, I saw it. I saw see, it. Where are
1: them MFers? I was like, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I like Plus, it. Plus, hey, Play. you saw
0: the you saw the Chiefs arguing on the sideline. You see, like Miko Hardman and Tyree Hill kind of arguing back and forth. And I guess they said like Hardman was saying he was open on plays and everything, and him and and Hill were going back and forth like. I don't know. Hartman, he's, I think he wants to be the dude, but he's not Tyreek Hill. And that's there's the gonna problem. Be,
1: there's going to be some bad fallout on the Chiefs, end before I let you get into the Bengals. Uh, Andy Reid's now lost four, you know, AFC. Uh, I mean, not because he coached for the Eagles for a long time, but he's, well, he's lost four conference championship games now. He's tied with Bill Cower, Cower with four losses.
0: Right.
1: Uh, this one hurts because they were at home. You know, the Bengals are good, but let's face it, everybody had the Chiefs favored. And when the Chiefs were playing that underdog mentality, they were favored in every single game they played in this year. You are not an underdog when you got Patrick Mahomes. You were in the last two Super Bowls and won one. Uh, You know, it's crazy, but. you know, just on the Chiefs, that's going to hurt Bellamy getting a job. I mean, how's he going to explain with all them offensive weapons that they couldn't score in the second? Oh, I mean, half the enemy, off? yeah, the enemy. Yeah,
0: that, that definitely hurts him because the, the adjustments. He didn't make the adjustments in the second half. I mean, they scored three points in the second half. Let's keep it real. Like the and Bengals you, you shut him down.
1: Even, even like after the first quarter, the Bengals defense was playing better. It was really Chiefs was real. Chiefs really got beat for three quarters, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, after coming out like gangbangers, you know, busting it around, but uh, yeah. So you know, with that being said, as a Bengals fan, massive uh, upset. Although the Bengals don't view themselves as underdogs, uh, Joe Joe Burrow's reminds me of Joe Namath, man. The swag, right? Ex- like I said, extra swaggy, big plays. You know I mean? I could you know where I could see him wearing the big mint coat on the sideline like Oh well, yeah. He's got like, the glasses, he's got the chain, he's got man. the love, he's got the swag. Hey, he he is
0: welcome in every neighborhood in Cincinnati. Doesn't matter how dangerous, doesn't matter how nice, if he comes through, hey, Joey B, come on through. You're mu- you're more than welcome. Come hang out, come kick it, have a beverage, have some food. It does not matter where you are in the city, Cincinnati. You are welcome. East side, West side, North side, does not matter. He is, he's he's making the change for the city, and the city believes in him, hundred percent. Everybody, yeah. Bengals fan, and it's good to see.
1: All right, man. Well, she got. Uh, what's your take for getting the next game? How's it feel, Bengals fan, going to the going to the big one? Honestly, it's still kind of. I'm still a little in disbelief. I think mean, that's kind of how
0: everybody feels, where it's like. I can't believe this is really happening. Didn't expect it to happen this year. Maybe seeing signs of, all right, this happened a couple years down the road. You know, they're overachieving this year. You know, and I was thinking going into the game, hey, if they go into the AFC Championship game, you know, if they don't win, they've done better than I thought they are going to do this year. And I'm cool with that because they're going in the right direction. They're trending in the right direction. Just hope they don't go out here and get embarrassed. That's my original thought when Casey jumped up and we like, just don't get embarrassed. They didn't. They fought back, and obviously they got the win. So, you know, being a Bengals fan, different times in the past where you thought they had good teams at the one year where Carson Palmer got his knee blown out, like in the first quarter against the Steelers, you know, by Kiko Van Olenhoff or whatever his name was. So that's one downhill there. Later on, thought I had another chance to go to the championship game where Andy Dalton um, broke his finger, like the last regular season game, he had to play with A.J. McCarron. So then it's like, – and they still almost won – the playoff game against the Steelers, but Jeremy Hill fumbled, and then there is the whole um, Antonio Brown got hit by um, Vontaze Burfict, Oh, that yeah. for the personal foul, and the concussion and stuff. The Bengals lost that game, but but they should have won that game. He back of Pac- quarterback, Pac- Pacman got himself a fifteen yard or two in that. Yeah, one. he did. So I mean, it's like all right, but that was a year I thought like Bengals were good in Super Bowl, but then they lose starting quarterback. You know, and he's he 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 broke his finger or his thumb on an interception that he threw going and tackling the guy that would that he, that picked him off. So it's like all porter right, quarterbacks just stay out of the way because his broken thumb just erased Cincinnati Super Bowl chances. But being a Bengals fan, you know, you've you with a lot of disappointment for years. It's been since 1989, since they were in the Super Bowl. They've only been in the Super Bowl twice in their, you know, their franchise history. Everybody's fr- always frustrated with Mike Brown and his. His cheapness, I will say. He's not willing to spend the money for his players. He's not willing to invest completely in the organization. The fans still stand behind the Bengals, but I think they, they always expect the disappointment. So the fact that the Bengals are actually going to the Super Bowl, that's why I think fans are still in disbelief because they're used to disappointment and, 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 and or having the Steelers there to crush the dreams. So this time they went through, they broke, they bust through all the challenges, one division, Yeah, they're underdogs, but, yes, they're going to the championship. They're going to the Super Bowl. And I can tell you that the whole town is super excited. It's craziness around here, and people are ready. They're already talking about their Super Bowl parties or going to the Super Bowl or whatever it is. They're ready to go. So, I'll say the feeling is super excited, still in disbelief, but a lot of diehard Cincinnati sports fans are elated that this is happening.
1: Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, unlike the other Super Bowls where those Bengals teams were expected to win games with those teams, this team uh, was picked last by everybody in this division. Yep. I don't think there was a single person that had the Bengals not last in the division this year. Yep. Uh, most people were on the Browns bandwagon. There are some people thinking the Ravens were going to do it with Lamar Jackson.
0: Mm-hmm. It's an
1: extremely difficult division. I mean, look at the records in the division this year, right? Even though with the Browns underachieving like they did, no, one, I mean, everybody's around 500 or better, right? So, uh, you know, that's just life in the AFC North, and the Bengals are representing that with uh, the physical play they're playing right now. And I will say that the Bengals,
0: like this year, um, really there's games that they should have won or could have won. Like them and Green Bay, but they, they missed field goals and could have beat Green Bay. Green Bay did too, but – they could have beat Green Bay. They lost to the Bears, which – Lost to the Jets. No, they could have beat the Bears. They lost to the Jets. They played horrible and lost to the 49ers, which I'm like, if they would have played halfway decent, they would have won that game. Got like, hammered you know, by Cleveland. Yeah, that's that's the only team where I felt like, well, them and the Chargers, those are probably the only two games where, all right, they got beat handily by those teams. Other than that, like, they were in all games or they lost the games themselves. So, it's like, all right. They're they're coming along, they're they're a better team than what people think for sure. And like I said, I'm I'm excited, I'm not counting them out at all in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I think it's a it's a bad scenario, and we're not getting much of the NFC championship game. Everybody doesn't know the LA Rams won the, won the NFC championship game against the San Francisco 49ers, but I worry about the Rams D line because the Rams want the blitz to create pressure on Joe Burrow, plus they have Jalen Ramsey, who's probably the league's best cover corner. We'll see if they have a, a referee crew that lets them play like they did um, this last game, because they were letting them be physical, letting the receivers' DBs be physical with each other and let them play it out a little bit. And normally they're throwing the flags much more quickly than than that. So it'll be interesting to see how they allow them to play uh, in that game.
1: Yeah, we'll have our preview next Monday on what we think is going to happen. But uh, real quick on 49ers, they uh, – they had a 10 point lead. Rams win 20 to 17 at home. Rams are going to be a second team in a row to host the Super Bowl at their home stadium. Jimmy G is god awful. Shanahan now has been what? Um, the coach of the Niners now has been outscoring the fourth quarter's last couple of playoff games, 0 to 53. Uh, I had the 49ers in this game. I think they're the better team. Uh, I don't think Stafford is that great. That interception. That, that pass, a Stafford,
0: bad Stafford,
1: grabs that should have been intercepted and taken all the way back. That's yep. the type of game-changing plays you got to make in a game like this. It's unacceptable dropping that ball. I know he plays defense. I, I feel –
0: two of them. That two of them.
1: Yeah, two of them. I mean, Stafford's terrible, too. Everybody on TV worshiping Stafford today, he's terrible. Both these quarterbacks are terrible. They actually under- prove that you don't have a great quarterback to get to the Super Bowl. He underthrew a couple of passes for sure.
0: And I don't know how, like, I don't know if he's hurt or whatever, but like, it was bad He's
1: throwing the cup and bake. uh, OBJ's got all these players. Uh, He's terrible, too. The only reason he looks so good is because he's playing against someone who's even worse than Jimmy G. Can you imagine if a real quarterback was playing quarterback in the 49ers? I mean, you have Samuel J. Debo Samuel. Hey, I'm proud to Debo Samuel. That dude dude is is a Ball player. Yeah. And you know I what? He play. doesn't touch the ball in the last 12 minutes of the game,
0: which is crazy.
1: Yeah. So, and, but you know what, at the end of the day, Aaron Donald took over the game late. He is yep. the best player. I, I love miles Garrett, but he's the best defense player in the league. Uh Aaron Donald. Uh I hate the Rams. I want to see them lose. They're the equivalent of the NBA team where all the stars gather in LA and I hate it. Uh <laughs> It hasn't worked in the NFL in the past. The Raiders tried this for years, making super teams of old star veterans, and it right. never worked. It never works in the NFL, right? Well, now the Rams have created that team, and they're in the Super Bowl. And you know, we'll make our picks next week. But uh, uh, I hate it. I hate that OBJ's in the Super Bowl.
0: Uh, the thing you, I hate for the uh, Rams. I hate that Andrew Whitworth is the left tackle for the Rams because the Bengals could have signed him and kept him in Cincinnati because he wanted to stay. His family was there. His kids were in school there. He didn't want to leave. And Mike Brown would not pay him more than, like, veteran minimum. So, dude, he's been, he spent his career here, like, pay him a little, mo- a little bit of money. He does, He's not asking for a ton. Just pay him a little bit. And it's like, not so- paid.
1: That dude's old enough to be Weeby's father. Dude, I can't believe he's still playing ball.
0: That's true. Hey, he's going to Super Bowl. Left tackle. Still yeah. going down. Still going down. So, yeah.
1: all right. So, congrats to the Rams. And uh, yeah. that game will be in two weeks. Got the Pro Bowl coming up. Nobody cares. All right. No, well, no one
0: cares. Hey,
1: no one cares about that. But
0: it's pretty much a home game. It's in L.A. So, I mean, I think regardless, if it was, you know, it's in L.A. Regardless, it's home game for L.A. Even if the Niners would have won, it would have been a, game, a home game for the Niners. So,
1: I don't way, think that's necessarily true for the Super Bowl because the way those tickets are done, it's mainly a celebration that's, of the league with sponsors and everybody getting yeah. it's not really for the fans. The Super Bowl
0: that's true. I will say, looking up tickets for Super Bowl, the in the nosebleed seats, the top section of Super Bowl, the cheapest ticket was $6,600. Wow,
1: so
0: that just lets everyone know what it is to, in Super Bowl there in LA. So, all right, we were and I'm, I'm making an executive decision on the fly. We were going to get into baseball Hall of Fame talk. And how like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens didn't get in and everything, but I think we can push that back a week. We've kind of been talking quite a bit as far as everything else. So we'll push that back a week and we'll go ahead and move on to our rapid fire topic. You good with that, Dane? Yeah, I'm good with it. Yep. Hey, All right. Hey,
1: NFT edition. That's right. Rapid fire NFT tonight.
0: edition. We're
1: I'm, gonna buy I'm nervous. Hey, we're gonna build our digital profile right now, right? Our digital profile. <laughs> if we had the money right now, we had these choices. This these are the NFTs. So we're gonna build ourselves a virtual portfolio of right. stuff that actually doesn't exist that we're gonna spend a ton of money on. So <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yeah, let's go. I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm trying to be. All right. The reason I brought this one up is because I was reading how someone spent two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars on a bottle of this. So number one, are you buying the virtual Henny or the Tangare? I mean, for your portfolio.
0: For my portfolio, I'm buying the virtual Tangere. All right. But the virtual Henny went for, what, you say, 250000
1: Something crazy. Someone bought the virtual Henny bottle for something insane. <laughs> hey, I guess, you know,
0: someone's, someone's a fan, serious fan.
1: All right. I'm single Tangrae. All right. I'm going with Tangeray, too. I, I, I've never been a Henny guy. Oh, nah, uh, yeah. n- Number two, Air Force Ones or AJ3s? Air right.
0: Jordans. I'm going for the, the, the MJs, the, the Air Jordan 3s. That, that, I just like those better than Air Force 1s. That's that's me. I know everybody else probably say Air Force 1s because they're timeless, classic,
1: and they look good with whatever outfit you wear. I'm sticking with the Jordan 3s. If it was a Jordan 1, I'd say Jordan 1, but I'm going to go with the Air Force 1. I want some virtual Air Force 1s. Okay. All right. And you know me, I love my designer stuff, so we're going to get true. into this one. Gucci or Louie? Oh, that's tough. You got a book pa- a book bag, a wallet. You're going to buy all kinds of virtual designers. Is it going to be Gucci or Louis? I'm going to say Louis. Oh, going Louis. All right. All right. You know me, I'm going Italian all the way. We're going Gucci. Me. That's what we're <laughs> with. All right. Number four. you going to get a virtual island in the Pacific or an island in the Atlantic? I'm going to say the Pacific. But with if you said a virtual
0: island in the Caribbean, I'd I probably say the Caribbean. But I'm gonna say the Pacific.
1: All right, getting the Pacific. I'm going Atlantic. The Pacific's too cold. I hope the blockchain isn't as cold as it is. (laughs) Okay. No, now we're all right. So you know how you can buy people and stuff like this. So you're gonna buy a virtual NFT of Brady or Tiger Woods. Ooh, injury
0: free, both of them. Inj- uh, injury-free. I mean, if I'm saying injury-free, I'm going to say Tiger Woods. Okay. <laughs> you skipping out on your Michigan boy for Tiger Woods. To it's go. tough. Hey, but Tiger Woods, that's singular. It was, it's all him.
1: 19 thing. It's all yeah, it's him. Paid. He's paid. Paid. All right. Tiger. Another one. Because now art's the big thing, right? Yep. You actually don't have the art, but you have the digital copy. It's worth more than the real art. Right. <laughs> so. You going Van Gogh or you going Picasso? Ooh.
0: Ooh.
1: Picasso. Picasso. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I'm going Picasso too. All right. Getting down to the final ones here. Yes, sir. Virtual. All right. You getting toilet paper with flowers on it or you getting paper towels with flowers on it?
0: I'm getting paper towels with flowers on it. That's how I'm wrong. It's, it's more useful uh, for multiple tasks throughout the house cool okay. paper towels with flowers on
1: it. I'm going toilet paper because it is essential to have the toilet paper. I don't know what the blockchain <laughs> blockchain feels like, but <laughs> we're going toilet paper. Oh yeah, so we're building our portfolio here. Right. And my final serious. choice here is you getting you're gonna buy a fart or a sneeze. Whose is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. Um. Oh I mean the one who had the Fart Symphony. The Fart Symphony. How about the Sneeze Symphony? We'll do the Fart Symphony or the Sneeze Symphony. Oh god. I think the
0: Sneeze Symphony.
1: (laughs) I think (laughs) the Sneeze Symphony. I I don't want no blockchain COVID. I'm going that's true. Ain't nobody ever spread no COVID through a fart.
0: I mean, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true.
1: Oh man. So there you go. There's your virtual NFT (laughs) portfolio. Get your accountant on the phone. Let him know where you want it. That's right. I want. (laughs)
0: Oh man, we have
1: problems. Let us know if you have NFTs out there we should invest in. Remember, I'm all about. We didn't talk about virtual real estate, but I'm down with some of that too. Yep. Uh, Hanging out somewhere it doesn't exist. Let's get it going.
0: We're all hey, we're all about it. We're all about for sure. All about learning about new things, hundred percent. Yes. About learning about new things. Let's talk about get real with Dane. Dane, what we learn about and get real.
1: Oh man! So I was, you know, watching Twitter during the games and stuff like that. You know, I was I was trying to watch the Blue Jackets and the Cavs there all at the same time. Then you got the football, on, but I was mainly focusing on the, focusing on the football because we had the big games going. And I realized how garbage the Cleveland media is <laughs> for the Browns. It's just garbage, right? If you know what, not only does the Browns play make me hate football. But the people who write about the Browns make me hate it even more because you have people out there like Grossi. Tony Grossi has been in Cleveland forever, writes for, uh, I don't know if it's Plain Dealer or what, uh, wanting Jimmy G all the time. Wanting Jimmy G. You should Jimmy have G. his credentials pulled for wanting Jimmy G. Why is that guy even around? allowed around the stadium? That's a right? he who never played ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just I can't stand it. Then you got Mary Kay out there stirring stuff up, right? You heard all the ex-quarterbacks going back. Johnny Football said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Then you got ESPN 850 Cleveland, which I think is one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated sports show because they talk a bunch of BS. They're all haters. They actually, the one guy on the one show, a Goldhammer, even admits he gets rich talking bad about the Browns. He says, I got a nice house out by the lake talking bad about Baker Mayfield. Like, why are people supporting this media? This media sucks. I want a new, whole new revamp. I want new writers. I want people to know something about football. I don't want nobody talking about no Jimmy G. I don't want nobody talking about no Derek Carr who ain't won no playoff games. What? Get out. Nobody wants you. Get out of here. I need to get on Twitter and follow all of them. Garbage, man. They make me hate football. How Only the Browns and its media can make me hate the game I love, right?
0: That's true. Hey, Garbage. It's, it's a rough patch up there. Rough hey, up I there.
1: live in the New York-Philly media market, right? People think they're bad, and they're bad. Ain't nothing worse than the media that comes out of Berea, Ohio, where Browns training camp is. That's Probably the true. worst. The worst. <laughs> You think the New York Post is bad? Read these idiots that write for the plain dealers, Beacon Journal, and stuff. Come on. Come on. Be better. Be better. I know it's all about clicks and ratings and all that stuff, but get real. Talk some real football. Know something about the game. Half you guys have been there 30 years and still don't know nothing about a football game. I'm done.
0: That's true. That's true. All
1: right. That was get real with Dane, obviously.
0: It kind of it kind of uh, touches close to home, hits him in the heart a little bit because the Brownies, the struggle is real. He's getting around about but me telling about the Bengals won the Super Bowl. Plus, the Cleveland media is just, they're they're themselves. So, it's got to be rough. I feel a little bit bad for Dane. But we're going to get to our final segment, which is Messing Me Money with Rell. And today we're going to talk about the Australian Open uh, men's tennis final. It was Rafael Nadal against the D- Danil medvedev and medvedev he was winning the match you know his best of five sets he was up two sets to none versus nadal and they're in australia and the australian crowd favored nadal so they were cheering for nadal and you know australian fans like to party a little bit they have their beverages in hand they get a little rowdy little rockets and everything well they were blatantly favoring nadal and not medvedev and medvedev kind of started complaining to the umpire about it, kind of says things about it, and ultimately, you could tell that it, it, he was shook completely, because got off his game, he dropped the next three sets, and Nadal won, I believe it was 21st Grand Chan- Grand Slam uh, title, so that's most of all time for men, um, breaking his tie with Federer and uh, Novak Djokovic for most all time, and he lost it, he, he the crowd got to him, like, what do you expect? You think the crowd's always going to be on your side. I you think the crowd's always going to like you. Rafa Nadal is now has the most Grand Slam titles of all time. So, like, he's been – he's had a fan base forever. What do you expect as far as that? And he's, he went in saying, like, part of the reason is probably because he's Russian or whatever, and he now he's talking about not playing in the French Open, not playing in Wimbledon, and just playing in hardcore tournaments in Russia or whatever. To me, he saw he's not like he's – a take-his-ball-and-go-home type of guy. To me, he sounds mentally soft, and I can't stand that. All right, yeah, the crowd's not always going to be on, in favor of you. They're not always going to like you, but you still got to show up and play and win. Let's talk about what he didn't win, right? So ultimately, first prize, $2,071,064 went to Ralph and Bell. I'm sure he got a few extra endorsements because of it. And as the runner-up, he did get Daniil Medvedev did get one million one hundred thirty-four thousand five hundred eighty-three dollars. So, roughly, him losing it because of the crowd, losing his composure because of the crowd, he lost him about eight hundred thousand dollars because he couldn't he couldn't handle the crowd going against him. He was up two sets to none. That is a huge lead. That's basically saying, all right. I'm winning in the third quarter, going to the fourth. Let's just bring it home. Don't do anything crazy. Don't do anything stupid. Don't mess it up. And He mentally just cracked because of the crowd, and that baffles me. Like, who cares about the crowd? You go out there. You do your thing. You train hard for it. You have your sports psychology coaches. You have your team around you. You've eaten healthy for whatever. This is your job. You're a professional. Go out and get the dub, and you let the crowd affect you. Who cares about the crowd? Wear earplugs. Who cares? Don't listen to him. Just play and Just win. Play. Just play. And he couldn't handle it. To me, that means it makes him soft, in my opinion. Great talent, but soft. Nadal would have never let that happen. Federer would never let that happen. Djokovic wouldn't let that happen. they are probably let that fuel them to play better. Because all the crowds against me, forget y'all. I don't need you. I'm do this myself. You ain't here with me before. I'm doing it by myself. I've put in the work. I've put in the time. I don't need any of you. I'm here to get this dub. Period. And to me. He's soft. He deserves to lose that, lose that money. He deserves to lose more of that money because he's worried about the crowd like him. Who cares about the crowd? Not me. I'm not even that dude. The dude's soft. He's gone down to my book. And I thought he was going to be the next great tennis player. He's soft. I'm over it. Well, well, you lost 800 grand because you couldn't handle the crowd booing you. Who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah. On that,
0: <laughs> That's on that note, on that note, I think it's been a great show. I'm losing my voice. I'm talking too much. I was screaming too much in the Bengals game yesterday. Dane, what do you else got for us to bring it home?
1: Hey, man, I want to thank the Cleveland Clothing Company for, for the Akron Collection. Showing a little love to the southern neighbor, my hometown, right? Got my Rubber Bull shirt on. It was demolitioned in 2018. Uh, tonight, Blue Jackets on national TV against the almighty Florida Panthers. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Coming off a win against Montreal yesterday, Patrick Line two goals, let's get the man signed, pay the man, that's All, <laughs> I got. all right, what I will say is, I'll give a shout-out to you, because so I'm still wearing this shirt,
0: because the Bengals are getting wins, i are this shirt, uh, from Cincy Shirts, local, t- local company here in Cincinnati, showing off the, the new Bengals gear. I'm sure they have some new shirts coming out with them going to Super Bowl, so I'm going to check that out for sure. Had fun this episode, it was a great time. Hit us up on Twitter, I said, at Franchise1122 for myself at Dane DeMeo, or at D Demail. You can uh, you can find him on Twitter as well. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we'll be out there. Um, always relevant. Look us up. Hashtag always relevant. A-L-W-A-Y-S R-E-L-L-E-V-E-N-T. As always, hit us up. We're going to put some more videos out there, put some more uh, content out there. Uh, keep following us. We appreciate everybody listening. Go out there. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Find us on Spotify. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please go out like subscribe follow tell your friends tell everybody we're looking for everybody to follow us we're, we're trying to grow this thing for sure so we appreciate it we had a good time and we're out until then we'll see you next week
1: Hoodie!